Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning! Hey Nick. What up? This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the first episode of Castlevania by Netflix.com. I'm so keen. Dot I'm so keen to talk about this. Oh. So we ran out of JoJo's. We re- As you've heard repeatedly over the last month, we have finished JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. What a time it was. It certainly was. Four years of our lives and 40 years of Hiroko Araki's or whatever. (laughs) So, I have a question regarding what we're doing next. Hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. What did we just watch today? Today we watched the first episode of the Netflix series Castlevania, available (gasps) on Netflix.com. Wow. Or on participating apps. Oh. Nick, before we talk too much about Castlevania, could you do me a quick favour and open uh, on the chest of drawers we use as our recording table, the second drawer from the top. The second drawer from the top? What the fuck is this? This is a package we have received, I believe, from longtime listener and corresponder Blooper Boy. Oh my god. Uh, though I have not verified that, so if I'm wrong, Blooper Boy's package is still on the way, and someone else has sent us an unknown package. Nick, why don't you describe what you see there in front of you? I see JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, the live action make on Blu-ray. Did you say live action make? Yeah, I said live action make. Is that a, is that a real term? Or? I, I, live action is. I don't know about live action make. Okay. But, uh, it's from the director of Ichi the Killer and Audition. Takashi Miike, who of course what? appeared in Yakuza 6 as an old man Yakuza. There's also uh, from Super Techno. Oh, is that Beat Takeshi? I get them confused. Are they the same person? Liam, we don't have time. We have more JoJo's content. <laughs> we also have... I think this is this is the one... This is the part three movie? OVA. Oh. Which stands for egg. A, 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 oh, God. Um, the, we have the, like, 1990-something version? Of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3 Stardust Crusaders. What the Which, fuck? if I recall correctly, was produced in such an order that the battle with Dio was produced, and then afterwards they went back and made everything else. Wow. Okay. That's weird. Yes, so here I have the Evil Spirit, Hierophant Green, Silver Chariot and Strength. And then I've got the Emperor and the Hanged Man and the Judgment. I guess there's more of it. And it looks very similar, but very different. It looks darker. It looks like Bubblegum Crisis uh, Tokyo 2040. It's got that 90s anime aesthetic. It really does. What the hell? This is amazing. Thank you. We'll watch these at some point for the podcast. Hell yeah, we will. Oh my God. So why? Here's my question, right? Why did they make these as movies rather than TV shows? Budgets? I don't know, man. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Budgets and junk? Jotaro looks 90s as fuck here. And he looks like he's just drawn a card from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Star, Star Platinum looks like he's actively drawing a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> but he also looks hella sinister. Oh my god. Amazing. I love it. This is amazing. We have to watch these. We have to. And then there's Diamond is Unbreakable, the live action make. From the mind of one of Japan's most celebrated filmmakers. A bizarre and beautiful ride through Hirohiko Araki's mega hit manga turned f- feature film. Welcome to idyllic Morio, whose ocean views and charming townscapes make it a breezy Japanese utopia. But a chain of grisly killings has cast a bloody pall of uncertainty over its residents, especially Josuke Hikashikata, a high schooler with offbeat hair and even more eccentric <laughs> abilities. 
Now, Amazing. with his grandfather on Morio's homicide list, <gasps> Josuke must resort to his surreal stand powers if he ever hopes to heal his beloved family and town. Josuke may have a stand-wheeling relative at his side, but the killer has plenty of help too. And here if we look at the pictures, we can see uh, man... We've got, we've got Josuke on the left, obviously, yep, yep. in his traditional offbeat hairstyle and purple jacket. Yeah, I'm assuming this uh, man in a police officer-looking hat is uh, Grandpa Hikashikata. Makes sense, makes sense. And uh, then we've got Josuke and Jotaro. Um, the big Josuke, J. and I want to say the other guy there is Koichi. Oh, that would be amazing. Very blatant Okiyasu. <laughs> just with blue all around him and just a face of, hey, it's me. Hey, Josuke, look at my shaved sideburns. <laughs> Clements, I thought I told you to... He's got that haircut, you know? Clements, I thought I told you to shave those sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think sideburns are? That's it, you're off the team. <laughs> I don't know who that guy in the middle bottom is. is who's the guy that, um, what's-his-face turns into? Um, the guy that what's his face turns. You know, the guy... Oh, could it be Angelo, perhaps? Ooh, maybe it's Angelo. Ooh. Otherwise maybe. known as Angelo. Otherwise known as the Angelo Stone. Yep. And then we have a very stylized shot with a lot of pink and white lighting. Pink sky. Mm. Not... Not unlike the yellow sky of the manga. Ah. But also unlike the yellow sky of the manga. And I assume that's Josuke in front of the door to the Okiyasu house. Ah. So thanks. Thanks for content. This is fucking amazing. I'm so keen. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Wait, I'm so hyped. Fuck yes. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is not, not what, what we are talking here to talk about, about today. today. Today, we are going back to our roots and looking at Dracula and saying, Dracula, you're a bad boy. Look, I get you. I know where you're coming from, but there's a better way to do this. Dracula was the original bad boy. Ooh. You know, fun t like little tidbit about original Dracula. Not at all. Original recipe Dracula. Yeah, not at all about sex. Completely about property. Oh, it's a bit about sex. I mean, a little bit. Only it's as about a tool. like him like corrupting the women of England because he's a foreigner. Like that's very much a theme of it. Yeah, but literally most of it is him being like, "I want that property." The actual literal events are yeah. about property. Yeah, but the themes are very much oh, about sex and racism. The themes, I get you. <laughs> Which is why why I've said for so long that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part One: Phantom Blood is like Dracula, but it replaces the themes of racism with class mobility. Hmm. So what you're saying is it's the perfect metaphor for vampires. Sure. <laughs> because vampires, unlike normal humans, can move to any class they want because they have wings. And thus at university, they are far more mobile than normal humans. Also super old. Also really fucking old. Have you seen the 19... I want to say 90s uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula starring uh, Keanu Reeves as uh, Jonathan Harker? I've heard of this. It's bonkers. You should definitely check it out. <laughs> It's so over the top in everything that happens. It's positively Jojo-esque in its sensibilities. Oh, okay. How interesting. <laughs> well, even Keanu? A man whose dulcet well, tones are Keanu's never... Keanu's character's whole thing is he's meant to be like the, the like boring everyman mm. compared to the otherworldly nightmare that is Dracula. So right. less so with him, but with many other characters, yes. Somewhat like, larger than life. Like the character who is just a cowboy. We've oh, talked about no. Dracula a lot in the part one episodes of Jojo's World. Feel free to go back and listen to that for a time when I was more familiar with the text. Ah, uh, good times. Castlevania is also loosely based on Dracula. <laughs> Loose is a generous term. 
I've got some notes here that I took this morning while I was waiting for you to arrive. Mm -hmm. These are largely taken from the Wikipedia and IMDb pages, but also the Castlevania wiki pages. Oh, as in the game Castlevania or... Both. (laughs) Both? Both. The series is based on the events which occurred in Wallachia in 1476, as told in Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, a video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System where Trevor Belmont is the main protagonist. My dad's name is Trevor. Is it? Yeah. I knew that. Hmm. It was published by Konami in Japan in 1989 and North America in 1990. In Europe, it was published by Palcom Software in 1992. Thrilling. But tell me (laughs) more about... now you know the rest of the story. (laughs) Then they made an anime and we don't need to go any further. No, I've got some notes here on the actual, like, design and thought that went into the creative element of the Castlevania games. Okay. Um, Specifically three or all of them? This is more of a broad overview, but I get more specific towards the end. Okay. All right, here we go. The Castlevania franchise, um, rather than being specifically a Dracula thing, although he is obviously the main focus of a lot of it, um, is heavily inspired by the horror movies produced by Universal and Hammer Studios. Okay. So that's your your Frankenstein, your Wolfman, your Ah. your Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I see. uh, Dracula. I think it was Christopher Lee who played Dracula in those ones, though I could be mistaken. Good times. Uh, I think they may have also done The Invisible Man. So basically what I'm saying is, although it not literally is... Castlevania is another take on the Dark Universe. (laughs) Of course you're familiar with the Dark Universe, Nick. Uh... The failed attempt at a cinematic universe created by Universal, uh, where the Universal monsters would be depicted as heroes of a sort coming together to fight other evil. First it was launched with Dracula Untold. Mm -hmm. That was a huge failure. So then it was relaunched with um, a photograph of people like... Russell Crowe, Johnny Depp, uh, Tom Cruise, clearly all photoshopped and not standing in the same room. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Saying, welcome to the dark universe. Then they made The Mummy starring Tom Cruise and it sucked, so they canned the whole thing again. Nice, nice. Love the dark universe, it's so good. Hang on, is this a real thing that happened? Yeah. Like, legit. The dark universe. This this sounds too good to be true. Just Google dark universe photo. Dark Universe Photo. Russell Crowe, of course, played um, Dr. Jekyll, the head of Prometheum, a monster hunting organisation. But if he didn't take his special tonic frequently enough, he would turn into the much more cockney and violent Mr. Hyde. (gasps) That's a real story. Here we go. You are not wrong about clearly being photoshopped and not at all standing in the same room. But at the same time, they might just be standing in the same room. (laughs) No, they're very much not. It's just like, at some point they got a chair for Tom Cruise, but then forgot that the lighting wouldn't match. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they did. I can't tell. I'm not that good with lighting and I'm or anything. Pretty, like, look how look how um, Russell Crowe's hand is positioned such that it could be on someone's shoulder, but also is not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. It's very awkward. I'm looking at the Screen Crush article. Dark Universe, a shared universe for Universal Monsters, dies at one. I believe the upcoming um, Invisible Man movie um, has grown from the ashes of the Dark Universe. That was a standalone thing because mm-hmm. after it didn't work, they span it off to just be some standalone films produced by a different studio, sort of mid-budget type stuff. You know, stuff people might actually want to see. Hmm. 
I like this. It began with the movie The Mummy, starring Tom Cruise as a mummy. Sophia, <laughs> but so it gives away the big twist. Oh. He's meant to be. You're meant to think he's the um the the, the good guy. What the fuck is that guy's name? Um, from the Mummy movies, the good ones. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you're meant to think he's the Brendan Fraser type adventurer, but then in the end, he becomes corrupted and turns oh. into the mummy. Oh no, Sophia Butella as an additional mummy. <laughs> So yeah, she's the evil mummy. Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Jake Johnson as, like, also a mummy who said the famous apparently unscripted line, Thanks for bringing me back from the dead, dude. (laughs) That rules. Things were off to an incredible start. Arguably the greatest start to a franchise in the history of art. We don't need to read this whole article. I've got another whole article to read right here. I highly recommend it, though. Yeah, I'm a big fan of laughing at the Dark Universe, and I encourage you all to indulge in it. (laughs) So what else is there? Uh, I've got a quote here from... um, Hiro, Hiro, uh, Hitoshi. Wow, old habits die hard. Yeah. <laughs> Hitoshi Akamatsu, uh-huh. the um, creator of Castlevania. Ooh, that's fun. Being aware of the horror movies from long ago, parentheses, long before the slasher flicks, end of parentheses, course, of course. I wanted the players to feel like they were in a classic horror movie. Do you think that that was achieved with your magical whip and holy water throwing <laughs> abilities? Yes. Ah, of course. Werewolves, mummies, Frankenstein's monster and Count Dracula himself make recurring appearances. Alucard, first introduced in Castlevania III Dracula's Curse, True fact. is also a reference to the character of the same name from the 1943 film Son of Dracula. Wait, but Alucard is Dracula backwards. What does that mean? In any other work of fiction, that might mean that he was just Dracula very... No, correcting myself. Um, If his name was... Natas, he would very obviously be Satan impersonating someone. Yes. Or if he was like Dr. Natas or something. Yeah. Uh, but when it's Dracula and Alucard, that's how you know it's his son. <laughs> the games also include folklore and mythological monsters such as Medusa, as well as literary references, uh, including uh, the recurring character Camilla, based on the 1872 novel by Joseph Sheridan Le Fanu. Now, if I remember right, Camilla is about the first vampire lady. Couldn't tell you. Cool. Though I know she's a recurring female vampire in this franchise and in other media. (laughs) Cool. The game's staff role, and this is a bit of um, classic Konami being horrible. Oh, fuck, here we go. The game's staff role features names taken from famous horror icons. For example, Akamatsu is credited as Trans Fishers, a reference to film director Terence Fisher. Okay. Possibly because Konami did not allow the use of real names at the time in order to prevent other companies from hiring people who worked for them. They own you. What the shit is that? <laughs> what the fuck? So wait, they would use other people's names or, or like, like nom de plumes because n- nom they, de gam because what, they were like, French for game. Uh, uh gamma zoo. I, I don't know. So they they used nom de plumes in order to hide the names of people because they were scared they'd just get hired elsewhere. Get hunted, yeah. Je. Nom de je. Uh, Game name. Nom de je. Of course, my um, nom, de, nom de je is, of course, Roach Warehouse. That's the handle uh, I use on Steam and most other platforms. Well, mine is Milk Juice with two O's because I use it for pretty much fucking everything these days. <laughs> okay, so now let's talk a bit about the setting. Okay. 
The year is 1470 That's something. literally what I'm about to say. Oh, is it? Oh. The, the year is 1476, and Count Dracula has started to ravage Europe with an army of monsters. This is from the game, uh, Castlevania 3. Okay. The Belmont family of vampire hunters, once exiled from Wallachia, are called into action by the church. Interesting distinction there mm. um, in that the game it seems to be called into action by the church, whereas in the TV series, the church is very much an antagonist. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... The anime or TV show has a very interesting philosophy on like religion. I, I was going to say good and evil, you know, mm. where it's uh, like I want to let you continue your point, uh, but I do just want to interject. I'm gonna let you finish, but <laughs> I, I do want to interject quickly. That did occur to me when watching today. Like this is like it'd be very easy to interpret this first episode particularly as like some angry atheist bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also yes. But as you, you were saying about the nature of good and evil within the Castlevania anime. Yeah, because, you know, it's like the church is professing there's only one good, it's God, and then they burn Dracula's wife at the stake and Dracula's like, well... That was rude. I'm going to kill you all. That was bad, but obviously he's done some bad shit in the past. But like then... the first shot of the whole show is the fields of staked skeletons outside mm. his castle. So it's kind of like, it's just a blurry mix of like, no, no one's, one's good, good, but no one's... Except for, except for Cypher, who will meet in two or three episodes. Cypher. Who, who could be so good as to subvert the entire American economy of Wallachia? Anyway, Cypher. Um, the church feared the Belmont's superhuman power, but with Dracula's, uh, Dracula menacing to swallow Europe in darkness, they are left with no choice but to call Trevor Belmont, current wielder of the vampire killer whip. Fascinating that an action hero would be named Trevor. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all about European names, right? Yeah. You got your Dracula, you got your Simon, you got your... Cypher. Cypher isn't really a name. Yeah, it is. Cypher? S-Y-P-H-A. Cypher. I thought it was C-Y-P-H-E-R in the show. Well, you're wrong. Well, we gotta watch the subtitles Cypher. next year. I just assumed it was like, my name is Cypher. And I was like, oh, oh it's her name clearly is a fake oh, name. Because it's yeah. about like knowledge and mm-hmm. oh. Joining Trevor are three new playable characters. Cypher Belnardis. Shit, it's with an S. A young sorceress with poor physical attack power, but powerful elemental magic spells at her disposal. Swishy we'll be seeing swoosh. some more of those later oh. in the show. Yeah, like twice. Grant Dynasty, a pirate with the ability to climb on walls and change direction in mid-jump. Does not appear in the TV series. What? More on that later. Okay. And Alucard, Dracula's son, a dampier with the ability to shoot fireballs and transform into a bat. I'm sold. So um, you can pick one of those to accompany you throughout the game and uh, you get a different ending based on who was with you at the ending or if you're solo. Oh, that's cool. Um, but with regard to the show, we open. <laughs> no, not with regard to the episode. Oh, okay. With regard mind. to the, the show. show. Uh, so it Fre- opened. Frederator Studios had the rights. They were originally going to do a movie, mm-hmm. but then I think that was originally intended to be a trilogy of movies, which then turned into a, a Netflix series of eight episodes. So I believe the first season is four episodes, um, and I believe that is the first movie. Okay. Second season um, is eight episodes, and uh, I believe that was that feels the storytelling beat to the second two movies. Though I would also argue that you can definitely see where it was definitely just a movie in the first season, mm. much more than in the second. Season. Yeah, but that would be a terrible movie. Oh, like the this season's movie? Yeah. 
Um, I think a first of three, it'd be all right. I mean, even as a first of three, you know how Fellowship of the Ring, you get to the end of it and you like, if you're not into fantasy or you're not into like any of the shit that's about to happen that makes it so good, you're just like, we just fucking watched people like chat a bit and then walk for like... What? This this leads into one of my favourite things about this show, something which I think is quite polarising and, mm. and fair enough, but it's a real slow burn. Mm. I think after season two came out, I, I tweeted something like, um, Castlevania is my favourite show when nothing happens for a long time, but then everything happens so much. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay... We'll probably talk about this. It's, it's like season two through four of Game of Thrones, where they would be waiting to do their big battle scene in the second to last episode, and then mm. they would just have people like sitting around roasting each other for eight episodes. <laughs> you know, in the world of video games, there can only be one winner. And then Littlefinger comes out and goes, but isn't that true, little brother, that the winner... Is often the loser. No, Littlefinger, master of coin, comes out and he's like, but isn't it true that in video games, you only lose when you run out of coins to insert? Littlefinger, I was not aware that you were back from the video game conventions. Oh yes, I'm a big hit over at PAX. I did a panel on representation in the games industry. Of course, it was all men on the panel, but I think we made some very salient (laughs) points. Have you met my sister? Madam, gender diversity in the video game industry needlessly required upon every single panel that you did not take with you for no necessary reason. Perhaps you should be beheaded for not taking her. I kind of lost lost track of what your you point know, was. So did I. I don't know what the point was. <laughs> um, so Frederator Studios hired Warren Ellis as the screenwriter. Uh, he said with regard to um, the, the feel of the franchise mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he... he Although he didn't have knowledge of it prior to taking the job. Uh, well, he didn't have knowledge of what it would be of before. Castle, he like, wasn't a big Castlevania fan or anything is what I'm saying. An interesting choice. Go he on. He said that he discovered it was a Japanese transposition of the Hammer horror films I grew up with and loved. Nice. Much like how season one of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood is a Japanese transposition of the Dracula book that I grew up with and loved. <laughs> You know what the worst part of this is? I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> do you still have that book? No. Oh. But I do have a copy of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood on my bookshelf. You know, Dracula is an interesting Western transposition of the Jojo's Bizarre <laughs> Adventure we all know and love. Oh, God. <laughs> if there's a new Dracula film that comes out, we need to do it on the pod. And just be like, guys, it finally happened. They adapted Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for a Western audience. Maybe it'll be part of the Dark Universe. <gasps> oh, my God. Ellis also went on to explain how he worked with uh, Castlevania producer Koji Igarashi to fit the film into the timeline of the series, including writing a new backstory, and how he was frustrated that Igarashi wanted eight full rewrites of pre-production material before giving approval. Oh my god, he what? Eight rewrites? Yeah, thorough brand production. Fuck. So, as I said before, um, they were just going to do an 80, one 80 minute long film, then decided to do a trilogy, blah, blah, blah. The first part would be introduce Trevor, Dracula, Cypher, and Alucard, and go from there. Oh. In this manner, Ellis noted that if the other two parts were never greenlit, the first work, quote, doesn't demand the presence of the other two parts for it to work as its own thing. I guess now, that. I makes would contend sense. that with the season one we, we ended up getting, if that were the case, it would feel like a bit of a non ending. Yes, but very much so. Say la vie. Due to the limited time, Ellis opted to drop the character of Grant Dynasty, a pirate in the game. Ellis noted that, besides the stupid name... Fuck off! He felt the pirate was misplaced in the setting, well, like you're, of course, being a landlocked country, and that the... (laughs) That was me editorialising, that wasn't part of the notes. (laughs) Just 
it never clicked in my mind. I'm like, we never see an ocean in Castlevania, <laughs> literally ever. And that the limited runtime would not allow him to develop the character fully. I do want to note, and this is something that I saw people complaining about on the internet a lot after seasons one and two, in fact. Where was Grant Dynasty? Yep, people like him. But also, um, in the Japanese credits for Castlevania, yeah. Grant is an acrobat. He's only a pir- pir- oh. pirate in the, uh, in the, the US version. Right, I right. see. What's an acrobat doing fighting Dracula? What's anyone else doing fighting Dracula? You know, he was turned into a werewolf. He wants revenge. He was also a oh. skilled knife fighter. Oh, was granted, he was the werewolf. Oh, he was a werewolf. You beat him as a boss, you get him as a companion. Oh, I see. Yeah, that makes sense, right? It, I mean, the others made more sense until you said he was a werewolf. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, cool. The show's art style was heavily influenced by the work of Ai, Ai, Ayami Kojima. Thank you. With, uh, the work he did for Castlevania Symphony of the Night. which what a I, horrible night to have a curse. I think, no, that's not that one. That's Simon's Quest. Fuck. Symphony of the Night is the one where you play as Alucard, which has strangely, I think, become the most enduringly popular one, even mm. though it's such a dramatic departure from the rest of the games. I but think so? And that's sort of the one started to coin the Vania side of the Metroidvania mm. portmanteau. Mm. It's fun to talk about video games, isn't God, it? God, it's so good. <laughs> uh, they also took work from the ideas of Satoshi Kon uh, for character expressions and series such as Cowboy Bebop Love and it. Berserk. <gasps> For inserting humour among the more serious elements. Nick, do you recall anything like that in Berserk? No. I'm not familiar with Berserk. L- literally almost... Oh, actually, hang on. Yes, I do recall having plenty of humour in between serious elements, but there's an entire, like, arc that spans about 130 chapters called The Golden Arc, uh, where it's just really depressing because all the humour comes from this one little magical elf guy that starts following Guts around. He's all like, teach me the ways of your thing. And Guts is like, fuck off. (laughs) And the Golden Ark doesn't have him there yet. So it's just really depressing and be like, this is the best written thing I've ever read. But fuck is it dark. (laughs) The 2D hand-drawn animation takes cues from Ninja Scroll and Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. No. With staff members that had previously worked on Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. Bloodlust. That's the one where a vampire who looks like Dracula kidnaps a woman who looks like Lucy from Dracula. Uh, And then D is like, oh, I can't have any of this. Oh, what was that? And they fight on top of a carriage and it's pretty cool. Uh, There's also an unrelated pack of vampire hunters who just... All just get absolutely fucked up. Except for one. Yeah. Yeah. She's fine. Um, the the book that that's based off, I think, is called... Bloodlust. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we forget, of course, I did make an AMV of that movie to Alice Cooper's Poison, which is still available on YouTube if you know where to look. Where is it, Liam? You figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember I read the book for that. And it's called something like Death Card Death Chase or something. That makes sense because on account of the Death Card Death Chase that's happening. And I was like, that sounds like a dumb name. This is going to be a dumb book. And I read it and went, I need more of this. I would contend that the female vampire queen who Mm. appears at the the climax of that movie would be our Carmilla analogue to Mm. the uh, Dracula analogue that Maya Link represents. Mm. I would dare say so as well. Great. Excellent. Vampires are fun. God, I fucking hate the undead menace, but I love talking about vampires. The manga series Berserk and Blade of the Immortal were also cited as an inspiration, with one of the show's animation directors having previously worked on the Berserk films. Berserk films? Films. Ooh, interesting. All right, we're getting down into the nitty gritty now, getting through all the pre-roll. It's only been half an hour. This is going to be an interesting thing, um, obviously... I've only had to introduce us to a new series once before Mm. on the pod when we started JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So it's going to be a bit of a learning experience as I learn 
How to introduce new series. Succinctly. <laughs> but there's some interesting stuff in here still, too. Yeah. I do also want to note that um, the show's showrunner and exec producer um, said that after they finished telling Trevor's story, um, there's potential to tell other stories from other games in the series, noting that overall, he sees the series as a, quote, story about a family and multiple generations of this family. Does that sound familiar? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, let me get this right. We're watching... A Western show mm-hmm. that is not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure mm-hmm. that has A, a vampire antagonist, B, a rich kid who's fallen on slightly harder times. Jonathan didn't really fall on hard times. People were just mean to him a little I'm sorry. bit. His dog got kicked and then burned alive. His girlfriend got kissed by his adopted brother and was all like, I've shamed her. Mm-hmm. His house burned down because his adopted brother turned into a that vampire. That was years later, though. Oh, I guess. But that's still, he falled on hard times. He's like, I have to kill my brother. No. And then he got burned alive. <laughs> that sounds like hard times. Look, Jonathan Joestar didn't have an easy life for an aristocrat. Indeed. But he was still an aristocrat. <laughs> um, so then we've got him. We've got... Uh, Dracula. Dracula. But we've also got possibly multiple generations happening. Yeah. But it's not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We could see some Simon. We could come into the modern day and do Soma Cruz, the man who becomes the reincarnation of Dracula but must battle against his inner evil. Ooh, interesting. bad Castlevania DS games. Oh, no. (laughs) I didn't play the second one, actually. That one one had a really cool in concept but very frustrating in practice mechanic mm-hmm. where um, after reducing a boss's hit points to zero you would have to draw like a summoning sigil on the touch screen uh, and you would have to like copy the lines that it went by memory uh, nice. and if you got it wrong you had to like do 10% of their life back again really cool in principle kind of frustrating in practice yeah no <laughs> Uh, and then I've just got a bit of, bit of notes here on on their, their approach the character of Dracula tell me more so Adi Shankar said um that one of the series' main goals was to paint Dracula not as a villain, but a tragic, doomed figure. Uh, he says, The best villains, in general, are the heroes of their own story. And the trick to making Castlevania resonate was this idea that Dracula isn't a bad guy. He isn't a villain. He's just a person consumed with darkness. That first episode in season one... That's the one we watched today. That is the one we watched today. You wouldn't know it from our podcast so far. <laughs> We start to see why he wants to eradicate humans. He's not just this moustache-curling one-dimensional villain. What Dracula is doing is not really a war against humanity. It's more of a suicide note. Mm. And I think that actually made it into the dialogue in season two, that last bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, though. I think, because Dracula, other than this first episode, he's, he's fairly absent in season one, isn't he? I think he... From what I recall. Yeah, I don't think he shows up much. He I just think he has, looms like... looms a bit... It's quite. I was really fascinated by the transition from how we see him in season two. Spoiler alert, uh, where he's like just clearly suicidally depressed. Yeah, and he's just sitting there like just what in the his fuck chair, is the like point? starving himself to death. Yeah, and they're like, "What are you doing?" I believed, and he was like, "What's the fucking point? Mm. Nothing matters anymore." It's good. It's though. a good take on the character. I do want to say he is still clearly a villain though, because he's killing. Almost the entirety of humanity. Thousands of... How many people would have been in Wallachia in 1476? Oh, but what is a few hundred thousand people to one person that he loved? You know, it's like... uh, Yeah. With a 79% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Castlevania became the first ever adaptation of a video game to not get a rotten score. What is that? 59% or lower. Ah, maybe it's all thanks to those eight rewrites. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, maybe the first... 
what, seven were like, oh, Dracula's got like this friend. And they were like, no, Dracula doesn't have friends. <laughs> Dracula has this problem. Dracula doesn't have problems. Uh, Dracula clearly has problems. Dracula is bored. Go on with living. Go on. I'm living. Ah. Uh, then I just have a couple of notes from the IMDb page for this episode okay. as we get into it. Um, also, just to get it out of the way, I'm not going to talk much about um, Vlad Tepes, uh, the historical uh, ruler of Wallachia, who, you know, Vlad the Impaler. Because oh. I feel like we're just, we're like a few levels of abstraction away from that to be super relevant. But we also did impale a lot of skeletons. A lot at the of start impaled of skeletons, but then also, you know, it's, you know, this is inspired by the character of Dracula as seen in Bram mm. Stoker's novel, but mm. clearly not the same one. Yep. And also, you know, Dracula in uh, that novel was again inspired by, but not the same one as, as Vlad the Third Dracula. Right. Okay. Sure. So there is a chain there. It'd be really interesting to bring Bram to bring Bram uh, to bring Vlad the Impaler into the modern world and show him either Jojo's Bizarre Adventure or Castlevania and be like, "Yeah, that's you." I thought you that's were just... you with like two levels of abstraction. He'd be like, "What the fuck?" I thought you were gonna say it'd be really fun to bring Vlad the Impaler into the dark universe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, just imagine it. It's they, like... already, they actually already did that. That was what Dracula Untold was. <laughs> Are you sucked. kidding? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> no, no. Don't tell me. It was in the past. It wasn't in the modern days. What the fuck? Who ever thought that was a good... Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what a dark universe what we live dark in. Universe. This is indeed a dark universe. <laughs> uh. So today we watched Witch Bottle, the first episode of Castlevania. Is that, um, is that Bloody Tears or is that a Vampire Killer? Vampire Killer. Okay. Bloody Tears is all like... Good music in the Castlevanias. Yeah, it's so good. A headstrong young woman seeks out forbidden knowledge. A corrupt bishop courts disaster by enraging a legend. Legend. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so just a couple of um, notes from the IMDb trivia that are mostly irrelevant to this episode, but I thought were interesting. Irrelevant. When doing some of her magic techniques, Cypher makes a hand gesture similar to the heavy metal horns gesture popularised by Ronnie James Dio. Dio? Brando? This seems strange, but according to Dio, it originated as a gesture to ward away mm. evil spirits, making it surprisingly appropriate. That is true. IMDb trivia is such bullshit. What do you mean? It's always just stupid shit. But that's the, true. And, this is, and that was one of the better points I got off the page. Oh no. <laughs> the cities of Wallachia are named by Dracula, with the exception of Grezit, are historical places including Argus, Chilea, Enesara, misidentified by the subtitles as Enesara, and Severin. Chilia is the name of three different villages in modern-day Romania, but the city referred to it in the series is likely the modern-day commune of Chilia Veshe, or Old Chilia. Yeah. Renamed as such to distinguish it from the rival city <laughs> of Kilia, sometimes called New Chilia, Ooh. founded on the, or it would be Kilia, I think, because if we're talking Wallachia, it's probably Kilia. Kilia. Mm. This is another Abacchio, Abacchio situation <laughs> all over again. Founded on the other side of the Danube after old Kilia slash Chilia was occupied by the Ottomans. And so finally, Grezit means wrong in Romanian. Wallachia is part of the modern day country of Romania. After uniting with Moldavia in 1859, the newly formed country adopted the name Romania in 1866. Big. 
1866 was a massive course, place. The year that the video game The Order 1866 <laughs> took place in. A famously bad video game. Oh boy. That was 1866, right? I'm not misremembering Yeah, don't that. worry. It was definitely... Yeah. Wait, was it 1866? Or was it 1886? Ooh. You know what? It's so bad, I literally don't even care. But it's so... Ah, it was 86. Oh, My mistake. Liam, our listeners are paying money to have good well, facts. Some of them are. A minority of them. Wow. <laughs> no, I, thank you, everyone. My eyes are widened right now. Smash cut to chittering bats and skeletons <laughs> impaled on stakes out front of a, the big, iconic Castlevania castle, which is as much like a... A castle as it is It's got a lot of... Um, installation. A lot of... Uh, like Gears. Otherworldly architecture, like towers that aren't attached mm. to anything. And no, it's got towers that are attached. But, like, but... aren't attached to the floor. They're just yeah. kind of, like, Floating buttresses holding them on. How can it be when stone can't even support its own weight? <gasps> and this woman uh, is just walking through the, the swarm of bats and skeletons. And it's all like... doing a veritable Dark Souls level right here. <laughs> she stabs one of the bats with Castle a dagger. Castle level, I suppose. Ooh. Stabs a bat with a dagger and is all like, Don't oh, bats. I've got a freaking bat on my knife. <laughs> Gross. Why did she do that? What, stab the bat? Yeah. It's getting annoying. She's like, fuck off, That bats. one bat out of all of them. Yeah, that's the mother bat. The, oh. the, the mad bat hatter, you know? Nope. It's the head bat. So she knocks on this um, huge stone door. Donk, donk, is anyone home? <coughs> Goes the door. Yep, door slowly creaks on open. She walks in. She's clutching her knife close to herself. She's clearly afraid, but she is resolute. Mm, like me. Sure. Whenever you come to my house. Yes. And the door silently creaks open. And you're just there. You rang. On your dais far above. Hanging from the ceiling. Floating, if one might say. Just going, why have you come? Would you like to record a podcast? I would. <sighs> Disappear. A, little as Nick realised, that's the same show I give to everyone who enters a room in my room. <gasps> and he's just the only person who doesn't run away screaming. <laughs> And that's why we have a podcast together. Halloween trick-or-treating. Would you like to start a podcast? <laughs> Stay away from my son. Don't you start more podcasts with him. Lovely, um, lovely surroundings and this big entry foyer. A lot of, like, lit candelabras. Oh, and... lit. Lit AF. Oh, these candelabras are lit. This architecture lit AF. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's candelabras. There's, like, gothic architecture. There's, like, a spatter of electricity at some point. Strange mechanisms. There's a lot of gears, a lot of cogs, a lot of pistons. And, and then all... the door clangs shut behind, the, <gasps> behind her. And there at the top of the stairs is our man, Dracul. Why have you come? Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm Lisa. Oh, not one of you. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she's from the village of Lupu. Mm -hmm. She wants to be a doctor. Ah, noble. And he he does a really cool thing, which a lot of the vampires do in this series, and it's always really cool. Like it's one of those it's, just... it's one of those things that perfectly shadows the line between so stupid and so cool, where they like they take a step and they fade into shadows and they step out of a different shadowy. You know what I love corridor. about it. It's like the biggest fucking posturing. Yeah, it's like clearly all for show. And it's like when they do it with other vampires around, it's clearly just a, see, look what I can do. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah, off. Fuck off, I can do that too, look. Yeah, but I can do it better. It's like, it'd fuck be, off. Uh, it'd be great to do a... Um, a uh, Aaron Sorkin style walking conversation with two vampires where they're just constantly phasing into different backgrounds. Oh my god. We've got to conduct our war against the humans. That's right. But have you considered the advancing forces from Romania? Oh no. Yeah. And so on. 
Oh my god, that'd be ridiculous. Uh, and then he's behind her and he's like, oh, you shouldn't have come here. Perhaps I'll... You're here seeking knowledge, you superstitious witch doctor. And she's like, no, I want to be a scientist. And what does he say? Well, he says a lot of things. Oh yeah, <laughs> What okay. are you driving at? That follows. He says something cool that I've forgotten. Oh, uh, you come here to because you want to dab chicken blood uh, on peasants. That's right. She's like, no, I want to be a real doctor. I don't, I don't mistake me for a witch. Uh, I hear that the man who lives here has secret knowledge, or you, you might say, uh, if you were to look at a thesaurus for each of those words, a sort of um, uh, hidden wisdom, hidden wisdom, hidden wisdom. Hidden <laughs> Why are there so many parallels in every vampire media? So he's like, yep, I'm Dracula. What do you want to trade for my secrets? Nothing. Fuck off. Can you learn some fucking manners, and please? And like, he like steps out behind her and like strokes her neck and she like clutches her knife for a second. But she's like, oh, no, fuck you. I'm cool. Excuse me. She is cool. You've she got is to get, very cool. She's cool in the literal sense of the word. Like she's very collected, calm-headed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's um. She basically is like, look here. All right, you might be a vampire, but you could learn to like respect people yeah. in the house. You haven't even taken my coat or offered me a drink. What is this? Even after I came unbidden into your house. <laughs> You, Thereby no. exercising my non-vampire no. privilege of passing freely through threshold. No, she knocked the door. The door opened. It's like you've given, you've allowed me. You know what? Passage. You've got me there. He did ask yeah. her in after a sword. Yeah, and it was like you've allowed me in your home. You haven't even taken my coat. So I like the a lot of like. What is this? Twelve seventy-six. Come good, on. Good quiet exchanges in this mm. where. Uh, that like don't get remarked upon as huge laugh lines, but are quite clever. Where um, he's all like, "You have you have you cloaked yourself in silver and crosses and garlic and other superstitions?" And she's like, "Oh, I might have eaten some roasted garlic earlier. Sorry." Is that bad? Should I should I not have it done? It was that? all I had. I'd be very intrigued to see her journey here, mm. or, or I suppose more accurately, I'd be very intrigued to play it in a Dark Souls style video <laughs> game, where you need to get from A to B. The problem is B is up. You could say one giant fuck off mountain with a church at the top. Are we on a mountain? I well, thought we were just in a corpse field. I don't know. I think we are in a corpse field, but that's you go through a portal to get to that oh, DLC. Oh, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dark Souls 2 DLCs are really good. That game is much maligned, and I think unfairly so. I don't. <laughs> Did you play regular or Scholar of the First Sin? I played Scholar of the First mm. Sin. You've got to, got to admit the DLCs are awesome though, right? The DLC's cool, but... Yeah, You're listening cool to Twin theory. Humanities. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, more Dracula, please. So he's all like, ah, yes, I see something different in you. You have a, a hunger for knowledge I've not seen in recent humans. Come, take my hand and I show you a whole new world. <gasps> a whole new... What the fuck is that thing? And he's got like a lab, essentially. Yeah, it's He's like... got like... You know, central heating and uh, he's got bubbling plasma screen, bubbling beakers, lots of like surround sound, uh, lots of things that should have things there but don't. Amazon Alexa. Uh, he's got a vacuum thing that's like on wheels that just goes around your house. A Roomba. A Roomba. He's got a Roomba. He's got a smartphone. Uh, he's calculus like, oh, hang on, that's me. Hello. Yeah. 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 Just take my coat. <laughs> This entire structure is a traveling machine. I can go wherever I want. And she's like, oh, but clearly you haven't. 
Well, why would I? It's dumb out there. Yeah. Shit. Earth sucks. It's full of stupid peasants. Well, maybe if you shared your hidden wisdom with them, wisdom. they wouldn't be so stupid peasants anymore. Hmm. Hmm. But why would I do that? Uh, well, you do that and I'll I'll make you better. I'll make you less of a reclusive weirdo. Oh, we, no, she says to make the world better. Yeah, but... I'll start with you, mm-hmm. you start with me. Yeah. And it's a nice little thing it's that true. they can it's bond n- over. It is nice, I shouldn't have undercut it like that. Don't undercut the philosophy of the eighth rewrite of this show, Liam. I do like the um the moving castle elements, though. And we see a bit of this in, later in the show. Mm. Um, but it's like a nice take on the fact that like in the games it would be like, Dracula's castle has emerged again. Mm. Whereas this time it's just, it was somewhere, and, and now, now it's, it's here. here. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, yeah. It's, you could say it's a sort of um, oh, moving castle. That howls a lot when it moves, too. <laughs> it does, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's learning time, slow fade to black. Uh, we are now in Targovisht, Wallachia. 1475. They're burning Lisa at the stake. <laughs> so it was 1474 before I or believe so. Didn't write it down. Didn't, Didn't write, write it, it down. down. It was the past. More fool me. It's like, I remember, I was like... Literally to half of these things, it was like, and they did. So it was like, I'll start with you, you start with me. We'll, you know, make the world better. I was like, and they did. We're now burning her at the stake. Yep, yep. Uh, we get like a lot of like ominous shots of like priests silently chanting and holding up crucifixes. They say to inaudible things. And they're like the bishop, who is the most sinister looking man we've ever seen. You literally went, man. What a fucking cunt when we saw it. I did. I wasn't going to say that on the air, but yes, I'll I did say, say it that. for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I should clarify for our international listeners mm. that although that is quite still quite a rude word in Australia, <laughs> it has a, uh, a common usage, uh, which means it's not like the rudest of the rude words as it is in the US, for instance. <laughs> it's true. But in this instance, I feel like you really went for it. You're like, <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Ugh. He's got thin eyes, like he's always squinting at you, judging you mm-hmm. wordlessly. And he's talking to the mayor, and the mayor is like, is this really necessary? And he's like, yep, we found science shit in her house, gotta kill her. You know, I, the mayor, have dabbled in some of that science shit before. A bit of chemistry, a bit of brewing, you know? Uh, but just study, you know, never actually... Uh, don't As know. the archbishop eyes him yeah. up and down with judging eyes. Lisa's burning to death. She's like, no, don't hurt them, Dracula. I hope you can hear me. Don't be like them. Be better than them. Be better than Dracula. And little does she realise that he's about to get so much worse. (laughs) Oh, Uh, no. And uh, she burns to death. (laughs) You know. Um, The archbishop is all like, I believe she is consorting, uh, beseeching Satan not to take revenge on us. Almost admirable for a witch. Perhaps I will say a prayer for her later. A small one. Oh! I think that's when I swore at him. Yeah, you were literally like, what a fucking cunt. We can stop saying that I was now. like, god damn, Liam. <laughs> god damn, you really hate that guy. He's kind of the worst, right? Mm. Well, the entire church in this show is the worst. But, you know, he's kind of the leader of that movement of it, as we see. I mean, even, like, the Pope is just a fuckhead. Archbishop. Archbishop. Oh, yeah, he's just the bishop right now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, I think he's... Isn't he... Head well, the Archbishop dies later this episode. Exactly, so yeah. The Bishop is the man we're looking at yeah. right now. Meanwhile, Dracula's walking down the road. He's got his pack, he's got his coat, he's got his wedding ring on his big gross... Are we not going to talk about the sick intro? Oh, yeah, the sick intro does happen. The sick intro is 
sick. It's a lot of line art. First it's like uh, black on white, but then it comes black on red. Imagine how hard that would have been to fucking draw. I bet, I bet. Oh, oh you know God. what we should watch, which also is super hard to draw? Mm. Uh, it's not so Jojo-y in terms of action, but I mm. think it's um, it was really hailed as like a pretty artistic piece when it came out. It was Ping Pong. Ping Pong. Yeah, it's a like, table tennis anime. Okay. This already sounds like it has mild Jojo's energy because the show is about table tennis and it's called Ping Pong. Oh my God. He's going to quietly play Nick a bit of the trailer. What is going on in this animation? Nick, it hasn't even started yet. I know, but I saw the thing and I'm like, what the hell? We are all the anime. All right, put it in the bracket, Liam. Put it in the bracket. Uh, so imagery we see includes um, villages with torches mm-hmm. and and like people with bound hands, uh, signifying Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Lisa mm-hmm. on the stake as Alucard, I think, is holding up his hand to her. Yeah, yeah. And she turns to it's dust. It's kind, of, kind of an ambiguous silhouette. I wasn't sure if it was Alucard or Dracula. It's one of the two. Yeah. It's either humanity burning away because Lisa gets burned at the stake, or humanity in Dracula burning away <laughs> because Lisa burned at the yeah. stake. Some more angry mob imagery, a church, a ruined town, Trevor. I want to oh, say Trevor. that. I want to say that's indicative of um, the sacking of the Belmont mm. homestead. That makes sense. Yeah. Cypher's there, Alucard's there. And the whole gang, even the monsters are then there. Then everything goes red and demons, things in the night and crosses ah. and Trevor does an action thing. And then we close out on the, the iconic silhouette of the Castlevania uh, against the moon. Ooh, because vampires. Something that I noticed, or something else that I read in my research today that I want to keep an eye out for mm-hmm. um, is that in a, apparently in addition to crying blood uh, when he's upset a lot in this, yeah. um, Dracula that is, uh, apparently also in his emotional moments, the moon will turn blood red. Huh. So that's something I want to keep an eye out for. That's cool. Yeah, that's a cool effect. Yeah. He has such power. It's almost like a sort of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure style color shift. Are you saying this might be some kind of Western transposition? Of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So Dracula's walking, he's got a wedding ring, there's like faint drops of blood in his wake, but I'm not know really what sure that what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Had he recently fed, perhaps? Maybe it's like Lisa got beaten and then there's blood there. No, it's Dracula. Oh, oh I see what you mean. Yeah, because no, it's I, in the snow. I can't... No, it's not. Yeah, the blood's it's in the like snow. muddy dirt. Or the muddy dirt yeah. with snow on it. Uh, I don't think there was any snow. Well, in the whatever it was. Um, in the white sand. No, I want to say I want to say we see her place being torn apart in the next episode or so. No, isn't it like the start of season two? Oh, maybe. Maybe. At some point we will. And she's, you know, there. Yeah. I think she's like treating someone when they come in. So she wouldn't have been beaten this far away from her place. Hmm. Unless they, they beat her as they were taking her away, of course. Which could happen. Could happen. The could church happen. are assholes in this show. <laughs> So he walks through like the like dark but fairly neutral expression, just the the, the natural dark expression of a man who is Dracula, <laughs> who's just like fuck that was boring. <laughs> oh, I had to walk everywhere, looking forward to get into my magical moving castle. He finds his home where his wife was burned to ash. Yeah, and there's this old woman there bringing a bouquet of flowers. Like, are you Mister Tepesh? Oh, she often talked about you, dearie. Yes, that's that's me. Where where is she, by the way? The bishop took her. Witchcraft. I'm getting becoming more of a cockney orphan as I go. Well, that's close to her. You there, boy. Where is she? <laughs> the bishop took her, sir, on Christmas Day. You there? What year is it? 1456 or whatever we said earlier. <laughs> um, they're gonna burn her at the stake, sir. Dracula just looks at her and goes, "What? 
She was always good to me, she was. A good doctor. Wasn't right what they uh, what they did to her, of course. I said to my friend Mavis, I said, Where is she? Where is she right now? Oh, she's long dead by now. Uh, I, I, they, they said we should go and watch, but I couldn't bring myself to be there. I won't take joy in that lovely woman being killed by the church. He, uh, we see Dracula crying some blood. Yeah, big bloody tears. And he's all like... Bloody stream. Bloody storm. Whatever. So then he's all like, you there, English boy with the Cockney accent. Leave this place. She said you were traveling. I was, as the way men do. But I do not travel as a man anymore. And then he turns into a huge column of fire. Uh, he's all like, leave now while you still can. Yeah. I'll do you one kindness before I commit genocide. I'll, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one warning. Uh, I'll give you slightly, the benefit sli- of the doubt. Slightly further in advance of the warning I give everyone that was actually responsible. Mm. Though I suppose he's viewing humanity as one like unworthy batch now. Mm. Mm. It's, it's a sign of depression when uh, you... What, what's the thing? It's like you make everything out to be all or nothing. So it's like humans... Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Well, boy, have I got a Sith for you. Vlad Tepesh, not Grand Apprentice. What? I don't know. What, how do Sith apprentices work? Well, you become an apprentice. Uh-huh. When you kill your master. Oh. And then you take an apprentice. Right. And they kill you. And they take an apprentice. Of course, there are usually numerous failed apprentices who try to kill you and fail within that time mm. period. Mm-hmm. Weird. Do you have any other Star Wars questions for me? Um, when Salacious B. Crumb was laughing, was he using his vocal cords? He was laughing to hide the tears. Oh, what a sad, cruel being. Alright, we should keep moving. Yes, we're running along. So basically, he starts crying tears, turns around, is like, go and leave now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, I'm off to tell everyone that I'm going to kill them all in a year. (laughs) And she's like, I guess it was witchcraft after all. (laughs) So he turns... Oh, slow, like, fade out on the burnt bouquet of flowers, symbolism, Mm. themes. There's some stuff there about burning of, like, attachment to humanity, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was all like, and he did. And you were like, shut up. (laughs) I wasn't. Well, you weren't, but you were later. (laughs) Uh, so the burning is just wrapping up and we see her charred skeleton crumble into dust and everyone's like, hooray! We did it! We burned the witch! Uh, the mayor is like, oh, that was fun. Wanna go get a pub? Get a, get a drink? Cornetto? And this is the real I've got mine mentality that's taking our world into the gutters. So thank fuck Dracula's here to stop that. Yeah, this summer I'm voting for Dracula. <laughs> Vlad Tepesh, why vote for the lesser evil. <laughs> oh, I should go minister to the archbishop. Well, lucky I could be God's own country had I but the time to burn out all the evil that hides here. Ooh. Good line, then everything explodes. And Dracula is there, he's a huge column of fire as a skull. And the bishop is like, Satan! And then he resolves himself into a more Dracula-like pillar of fire. So he's on, he's basically where Lisa was yeah. getting burned, but he's now the fire. Yeah. And much more of it. I am Vlad Dracula Tepesh. Tell me what you have done to my wife. And everyone's like, oh no, it's Dracula. He's supposed to just be a story. Well, we fucking burned her. She's a witch. She was a woman of science and the one thing... It was very good, like, melodramatic. Mm. Like, I think operatic is the right word. Like, mm. lines from, from Dracula, but everyone in this episode, really. Yeah. Just, like, these, like... Grand swathing yeah, these statements. literally operatic, like, statements of motivation mm. and, and, like, 
a lot of poetic language. I like it a lot. It's so good. Mm. The writing is really good. It's just that nothing happens in the show. It's a slow burn, but I Ugh. like that. When we get to season two, I'll be like, nothing happened. And then you'll be like, yeah, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have a real difference of opinion on season two because I really Whoa. enjoyed all of the um, like vampire courtly intrigue <sighs> that was going. See, on. that's fine, but when you're literally in a library, I, for five I will, episodes, I will cop to the fact that the protagonists didn't do a great deal. They did but nothing. I was more of a character piece yes. on the vampires by that. The stage. two humans are the most interesting part. But anyway, we're getting distracted. Yeah, yeah we'll get to that in, in season two in a month's time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Dracula's I just wish like... that more of the vampire generals were given characterization. Oh, like fucking what's his face? Because it focused on like two or three of them. Yeah, like um, like what's his face? The Van- the Viking guy. Oh, uh, we'll find out his name yeah, in season uh, yeah, two. It was, it's a really good name though. Yeah, he's, and he's voiced by um Peter Stormare, I believe. Oh, yeah. Godbrand, I think it was. Oh, so good. Yeah. So anyway, Dracula's all like, "Fuck you." She was good. Yeah, I'll give you one year to make your peace and remove any marks you've made upon the land. And then I shall wipe all human life from Wallachia. For you took... He's just doing his one-man show here. For I am Dracula. Some guy's like, sorry, we've got dinner to get to. I am Dracula. Some guy just stands up and starts applauding. (laughs) I guess... Oh, yeah, encore. The priest is like, burn him. Such great special effect. Yeah, they throw him into the fire. That is Dracula. <laughs> Dracula's like, you don't learn, do you? <laughs> I shall make this man the undead chief of my <laughs> army. Either that or, well, I don't know how to feel about this one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a mixed bag here in Targovish tonight. You've been a middling audience. See you in one year. Fwumph he goes. Yeah. Uh, you see him back at his castle and he's been looking through this like big magic mirror that like mm. turns into like floating shards of glass. It's a cool effect. It's so but dope. The sort of 3D animation of it kind of stands out against mm. everything else. Um, and he's just there being like, I'm going to smash some things in anger because my wife got burned at the yep, stake. Yep. One year to summon an army from the guts of hell itself. Still performing, though not to an annoyance. Or is he, though he doesn't know, for his a silhouette a, in the background. unnamed figure who is obviously his son, Alucard, <laughs> is like, no, don't do it, Papa. For Mother loved the humans and she was one of them. Fuck you, Alucard, do what I want. And like a big claw because they're going to fight and cut away. There's some blood that splatters away. I grieve with you, but I shall not allow you to commit genocide. And Dracula's response is, and then he claws him. You know, we're going to see more of this in the last episode of this season and uh, in season two, but this is that dynamic we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Mm. The the Jojo and Caesar dynamic. The, um, you know, the main protagonist who's kind of like a, like a, a wreck, a real piece of shit mm-hmm. in Trevor, and then Alucard is the other half of that, who's like the real prim and proper one. Yeah. <laughs> real serious all the time. Mm. Who doesn't really get jokes because he's like, why would I laugh at that? That's a deadly serious matter. Mm-hmm. Mm. You really don't get human affairs, do you, Alucard? <laughs> is that a line from later? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Targovisht, 1476. Mm. Everyone's bringing out the Archbishop. He's got the same big, gross, sharp fingernails, as was the style at the time. <laughs> He's got a bulbous toad Or is that a, a subtle symbol about the uh, corrupting nature of power? I think it's more that. Mm. However, where Dracula was sharp, clearly defined and intelligent, the Archbishop is gross, fat and bug-eyed. Mm, he has grown corpulent in his indolence. He looks... Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, good. I'm breaking out the triple word school oh. words today. So he's basically got like a, a toad-esque chin... And then another toad. Toad's the animal, not the Mario guy. Well, I mean, 
Toad has a big bulbous bit at the top, which could be this guy's chin. Fungal and disturbed. You've got me there. And, uh, yeah, he just... 20 years have I served you and God, and never before have I felt the love of God shine so much upon this city. I love you, Archbishop. You know, if this came out when the Da Vinci Code came out, there could have been big protests about negative depictions of the church. Ooh. A little more... There's that. (laughs) Keyword, a little more than a year ago, (laughs) we suffered a vision of doom from the devil. But here we are. The devil lied, as he always does. There's a guy. And there were no repercussions for our actions. There's a guy with a watch in the background, and it's like ticking down. Yeah. Much, little less, little, and then it ticks to one. exactly one yeah. year since Dracula. Yeah. And since, then since D Day. And then Dracula um, Day. <laughs> and then, as he literally says, nothing will befall nothing us. Nothing can possibly go wrong. A drop of blood rains from the sky. Well, prior to that, as he's been talking, we've been seeing like slowly encroaching darkness like, behind him. Like clouds yeah, blocking yeah. out the sky. And then we see like big red clouds entirely encase the sky and like a torrent of blood falls from the sky and people are uh, understandably perturbed by this. Blood is flooding the streets. And then like horrid little creatures, but like not the mm. big monsters we come to see. Just like horrid little lumps of flesh like, just like fetuses of the gargoyles yeah, that we like see later fall dead from the sky it's, mm. it's it's really unnerving and i'm not entirely sure like it's the birth is, is, of the end is is that something deliberate dracula is going for or is it just a byproduct of the army summoning i think maybe it's both <laughs> where they're like okay so we can like he has them fully formed in his castle yeah but maybe they're like okay look we can uh, these ones in. didn't quite work out so let's just use them to freak people out maybe it's like they they had a discussion in hell and he was like right look i need you to bring in as many of those gargoyle things as you can it's like oh cool we'll bring him in fully formed he's like wait well, well, wait hang on how many do on. you have that are sort of malformed right now why would you want the malformed ones they won't uh, immediately kill anyone that uh, could be good could be good for my image Dracula, you're a fucked up guy. And of I course, like that. Of course he's talking to Death, who is mm. uh, his his lieutenant in many of the video games, though does mm. not appear in the anime franchise. Alas, maybe one day we'll see him, but not today. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, so the castle appears in a huge torrent of flame, all of its windows fling open, and then like big bat-like demon creatures with red skin and... Glowing red eyes. And we get emerge. We get Dracula's face come from the sky. In a swarm of bats. In a swarm no, in a swarm of fire first. Oh, I thought it was bats. No, first it's fire. It comes down from the sky. And then he comes back and he's bats. Yeah. So he's like, that's right, get you a man who can do both. So he basically comes down in fire and he's like, You had one fucking year, guys. I gave you one year to leave and you threw a fucking party about killing my wife. Not cool. Not cool at all. (laughs) Imagine what would happen if you were going out with someone. Your friend murders them, and then you're like, dude. I'm gonna kill you in a year. And then he comes back in a year's time, he's throwing a party about murdering. It's like, oh, bro. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Bro, you're here. Tapping the champagne flute. Guys, I just wanna say how happy I am that I killed Nick's wife. And then you throw a dead dog, like weird malformed dog at him. Well, of course, earlier I had put his dog in the furnace. Ah, classic, classic. I see you've learned from our four years together. (laughs) Um, And then all of his friends who I turned against him really easily are like, yeah, get him, Liam slash Nick. We've kind of amalgamated in yeah, this yeah, scenario. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. Together. Who's the bad guy here? Um, Peter Dutton. Yeah, we'll say Peter <laughs> Dutton. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Uh, and then, yeah, then bats form the shape. Oh, uh, well, obviously the gargoyles kill everyone. Mm-hmm, There's like mm-hmm. tearing them apart. Yep. Uh, one of them shoots a fireball at it from its mouth and engulfs like a whole building. They're, it's not they're great. They're no slouches, it's, these gargoyles. He's in, invested in the premium model. Mm, they like their esophagi being ripped out. They mm. like their spines being split. What they really love is screaming. They love screaming. They are all about that shit. Yeah. They've been doing their vocal warm-ups in Dracula's castle and he's like, oh, God, I can't wait to get this show on the road. <laughs> like, for a whole year, they've been like, ah, no, 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 try out. Ah! They've been harmonising, but the harmony is just horrible screeching. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it, just go. Just, just go out there and murder. That's all I need you for, really. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, it has been a year. Great. This oh. worked out. What are they doing going on about my wife? So anyway, he, he comes in fire. He's all like, you had a year. Now you're celebrating. Fuck you. I'm going to murder you all. Castle appears. And then... Uh, then he forms bats. Then he forms into or bats. Or rather, bats form him. Ooh. And his silhouette looks rad. Yeah. And he's like, go, my fly, my pretties, fly. <laughs> Kill them all. Once Targovist has been made into a, a graveyard of my love. Again, that, that cool yep, yep. operatic language. Very grandiose. Go into the country, all the cities of Wallachia. Kill for my love. Which ones do they have to go to? Uh, well, he listed some of them that I read out earlier, but there I didn't was, write it down in the there moment. Was Travished, there, there was Travisht. There was Grezit. There was Argish. There was Romania. No, there was that's, that's a future Sardinia, There was Romania. There was England. And I think there was Wallachia. Uh, all these places are real. They're just based off Castlevania 2. Sure. Uh, anyway, so then we're in an unrelated peasant village. Literally, the last thing we see is like one of the bats fly into the camera. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I, I didn't take the opportunity to make a great joke, but that's fine. I'm not at all bitter about myself not making that joke. What's the joke? Well, the joke was like, and then he did when we did that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, rem- I remarked it to you when we were watching and you were like, huh. and I was like, yeah, I should have made it at the time though. You're like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Do you have any more, uh, any more, any more comments on comments? jokes you wish you had made? So many. <laughs> oh no, I've opened so the box. So many. And then I, was this next time... time you see me, my skin has been bleached white by age. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We've been recording for 27 years, Nick. <laughs> so, we're at some weird peasant village on the outskirts of Wallachia. There are these just two fucking idiots. I'm sorry, one idiot, one cousin of an idiot. Yeah. And he's like, oh. He's, he's talking about how he blinds the guy for fucking his goat. If I see a guy with his dick in my goat... I'm going to fucking hit him with a shovel. That's why they call me Leaky Eye Luca. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so then um, his his friend is all Their like... names are like Cobb and Yon or something. Yeah. So he's all like, well, you know, you wouldn't have your best goat get fucked by whatever. And he's all like, you're fucking right I wouldn't. Which is why I hit him with me shovel. And he's all like, good on ya. And now the lawman says I gotta pay him because I blinded him. You know what, brother? That's fucking shit. You're my cousin, not my brother. But we're related by blood. We have the same father. Yeah, but your mother is my aunt. Uh, Great. Cool. Yep. Uh, then someone runs in and is like, The horde is sweeping west. Oh, do you think they'll come in or kill us all? Why does he sound so enthusiastic? I don't know. It's his thing. <laughs> hey uh, guys, the horde's sweeping in. Do you think they'll murder us and eat our esophagi? I hear they're closing in on Greget. And Cobb or whoever is like, good, those stuck up bastards. It's all about the great... When the great houses have their quibbles, the small folk are the ones who suffer. Uh, the bartender is like, any more drinks for anyone here? Anyone at all? More drinks? While I'm pouring, he's got his big, uh... 
Lagan. Yep. And he, he gets some for Goat Fucker Man. Yep. And then uh, a guy from the back in a large fur coat. A large fur. I shall have some too. Do you recognize my voice from The Hobbits Part 1 through 3? I thought he just goes, over here. <laughs> my axe, please. Anyway, so yeah, then the guy is like, and Vlad Dracula, that's an old family, and the capital is all the great houses, but you know who's the worst? The fucking Belmonts. And we should have killed all the Belmonts when we had the chance. I'm gonna stick you, not if I stick you first. I'm gonna... Let's put a maggot hole in your <laughs> belly. Hands off that shiny shirt. <laughs> that's m- What other lines do orcs have in the Lord of the <laughs> <laughs> Looks like meat's back, back on, on the, the menu, menu, boys. Is that Urukai or is that yeah, orcs? Yeah, it's an Urukai. Oh, Same difference, time. though, right? No, don't you dare classify Urukai with orcs. Saruman has bred orcs with goblin men to create a horrific new breed of orc. Urukai. Their armor is thick and their skulls are thicker. Um, so as the dude is like, I'm gonna fuck those Belmonts like I had that guy fuck my goat. We see the guy in the fur coat. Put a hand over his forehead and go, Oh, fuck. Shit. <laughs> and that's the end of Castlevania Part 1. What was the name of the episode? Witch Bottle. Wh- witch I said that bottle? at the start. Witch Bottle. As in witches. Oh, Witch Bottle. Oh. Why is it called Witch Bottle? Huh. Maybe because uh, Dracula bottled up all his emotions about a witch. <laughs> ah, um, yeah. Very. Shut, is this, is this a bit crass? Is this a bit crass? Dracula's going to kill us all. Um... <laughs> Possibly they were talking about her like, oh, the likes of which you've never seen. Bottles of glass, thin as paper. Clearly Ah. satanic instruments. Witch bottles. Witch bottles. Yeah. Beakers. So Liam, I have a question for you. Do you have a highlight from this episode? Hmm. Good question. Hmm. I think I've got to give my highlight to a great performance in the prologue by uh, by Lisa Mm. of Lupu. Mm. Uh, she, She takes no guff from the most powerful creature in Wallachia. <laughs> uh, and she wins his love and he wins hers. Hmm. It's almost as though being yourself goes a long way in a relationship. Hmm. She's, you know, she's a she's a kind person, clearly. She um she wants to learn beyond the knowledge of her times. Mm. And you've got to respect that. Do I? Well I do. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like the bit where Dracula's like Fuck you. Yeah, that's and a good bit. In one year, I'm going to come back and I'm going to fuck everyone over. And you got to respect that. you got to respect that, you, you know? you got to respect the restraint to not do it straight away. Yeah. Instead of taking me years to summon an army, but let's be honest, he could have killed all those people himself. Yeah. He was a giant pillar of fire. He could have been like, well... And as he I... left, he did make the sky rain the fire for good measure. <laughs> it's just like, if he wanted to, he could murder everyone. But you know what? I gotta do it the right way. It's about sending a message. Mm. Any low lights? Low lights. I think my low light has to be the goat fucker conversation. <laughs> but that's great. Uh, just it, compared to the rest of the episode, I know it's what it's trying to do. It just mm. kind of because st- it's 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 such a sharp contrast from the like the melodrama we've had to date. Uh, but it, it just kind of stands out a bit like a sore thumb to me. Mm. My low light is probably gonna be. The... I just want to say the ending, because we both thought, ah. Well, yeah, we've both watched this series before, and we remember what happens next, and we both thought the thing that happens next happened in this episode. It's it's like a good cut-off point, but it's still really weird, because you're just like... This is one of those parts where I think you can really see how this one particularly used to be a movie. Yeah, there's. I think it was like episode three. It literally just fucking ends, and it's like... 
the fuck is this? And this is one of those instances where you go, that wasn't the best ending point you could have come up with. Mm. Like, no offense, not the best directed kind of, or written moment to just say, let's cut it here. Yeah. I guess that's just an artifact of the uh, age of at-home streaming media. Oh, it's how people watch and engage. It really encourages that sort of binge mentality. Mm. It's that FOMO that strengthens your desire to just... Stay up all watch. night. Yeah. Well, Nick, we know what's going to happen next, so no point doing a prediction segment. We don't want to spoil it for anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Nah, we're running long this episode. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on our first spin-off series. It's very exciting. We'll be doing this probably through the end of May if we keep a good schedule. Yeah. Um, depending on how long season three is, which is dropping in March. It's dropping in March? Yeah. Ooh, how exciting. Yeah, so um, then we'll move on to something else. Which I think we've already announced we're going to have the bracket. Oh, we announced the ma- We're going to do a March Madness bracket. Uh, and for this year, our bracket is going to be, what watch next? <laughs> and Nick and I are each going to prepare half the bracket don't know how big it'll be yet, but then we're going to argue and uh, I'm sure we'll eventually end up watching just about everything on it. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be figuring out what we're doing next. Uh, get at me on Twitter if you want me to include anything in particular. Yeah. It'll obviously be a Patreon episode will be that bracket. True, true. But, holy fuck, Kane. On the Patreon, Nick and I have also given ourselves till November to write our own JoJo fan fictions to read out on the Patreon. Are we going to read them out in the most dramatic way possible? Of course, yes. Um, mm. I have a concept of, for, my, for mine. I don't know whether to share it or to keep it a secret till November. Mm. I say, are you going to come up with more concepts? Or is this the one you're definitely going to go with? I really like the idea right now, though... Um... I mean, share it right now because I'm curious okay. and you'll probably come up with something else and go, oh, I like this. True. Okay, my concept for my um, Jojo Rymo uh, <laughs> fanfiction yeah. is uh, Risotto Nero's Perfect Sunday. <laughs> go on. No. Oh, that's just the concept. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. When you say Sunday, do you mean the day Sunday or I, the confectionery you know, Sunday? I did think that to myself just after I said it out loud just now. I do mean the day, but I might try and work that confectionery in this there. This is why we say our ideas out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please do try and come up with one of your own prior to... Shall I well, announce a concept? Prior to November. Shall I announce a concept next week? Yeah, just sure. to keep your tastes. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I like... Th- what if every week we're like, my new concept <laughs> is this... <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. Do it. I'll try. Okay, excellent. And until next time. Do we still do that, it? I guess so, unless we have anything else. I guess Don't it's our thing. Fuck a goat. <laughs> <laughs> until uh, next time. To be continued. To be continued. Arrivederci. <laughs>